listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Mike Sauter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Sauter. Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. Mike, Mike Sauter. Welcome back. We kick off hour number three here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. What up? We are joined now by our friend and colleague, Mike Sauter of Hurt at Sports. Yeah. Everything. Sure. <laughs> What's up, dude? Not much. Senior basketball much. analyst, as it says on his Twitter not profile. Not much. Not much. Uh, just out here. You're just out here. Uh, where were you? Where have you been this week? Where have you been bopping around to this week? Uh, last night you were at a pretty good Last one. night was Bell West in uh, prep. Okay. How was that? J- <laughs> it was actually pretty good. Uh, Jaden Cascio Jensen went 8 for 10 from 3 for Bell West. That's good. That's decent. That's a good percentage. Yeah. You'll take that. Pretty good. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and seven to seven in the first half. Also um, good. Yeah. So, but prep actually like hung in there. They didn't play great. Prep didn't. I don't think. Um, but uh, you know, Bellevue West is has won a handful, you know, games here, and clearly the number one team right now. I think it's clear them or Millard North. Feels like a collision course at this point mm-hmm. for both of them, but Bell West has a tough one tomorrow uh, at Kearney. So just because that gym is crazy, and I will be there in Kearney tomorrow night. Oh, good for you! Won my game of the week by a lot. There you go. There was a lot of votes, <laughs> like, like talking, tens of thousands. Yeah, we're talking about just that one game, just the Kearney Bell West game had over eighteen thousand votes. Wow. Jeez, people want you there. Yeah, they want to see yeah. they want to see Mike Sauter at all. I haven't been our, to a Carney home game for a, in a while. In our friends, well, that's in, what they said. That's why they voted like yeah. they did. Yeah, they need to see Mike Sauter out in Central Nebraska. They, now, like that. I mean, the gym is all. It's like a pit. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's all four sides. Oh, that's cool. So and it it gets loud. And the last time, uh, the last two road trips, Bellevue West took to Carney. They won on game winners. Ooh. Bell West did like a Chucky game winner, deep three, and then Robbie Garcia tipped one in two years two years ago. So like, there's something historically this has yeah. been a close yeah. close match. Yeah. So uh, and I'm sure the gym will be rocking tomorrow. That Carney home court, it is. Unless prep is like full throat with the student section and all that. Carney's got the best home court in the state. Now tell me this, because you had mentioned that it's kind of like Bell West, Millard North are kind of like the two yeah, dominant feel like they're teams separating. in A. Mm-hmm. Right, and so like the way we talk about college basketball a little bit is it's UConn and Purdue in the top 25, and then like 3 through 12 could be interchangeable at, at any point in time. Um, so, so you talk about them separating is – if if it wasn't a separation, would you like go as far as like six in the rankings? Yeah, would you, go you as have, far as eight? Yeah, I mean, there's been there's like this six seven kind of number uh, all year that you can make a case for any one of those. West sides in that conversation, preps in that conversation, Gretna's in that conversation, uh, Papio South. 
not fully healthy right now, which will be really tough because uh, they lost their point guard, Reese Kircher, who was having a nice year. So they were in that conversation. Um, you know, it, it's been those kind of six-ish, seven-ish teams. And um, you now, though, it looks like the two are kind of stretching a little bit. Because, you know, Tuesday, Westside played Millard North, and Millard North went to Westside and won by 20. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's like, and Westside's fourth in our coaches' pool, and Millard North's two. So, like, it feels like it. It feels like we're there. gonna get another Millard North Bellevue West <laughs> final for the 700th year in a row or something. But um, much different it, cast of characters this year, though. Yeah, than, at least for one more past. year, yeah. it looks feels that way. But we'll see. I, I don't know. Again, Prep didn't play great last night, but they only lost by 12, 13, um, and that took, you know, a dude going eight from ten, eight of ten from three, and scoring 26. So. Um, but yeah, I, it, to really answer your question, it, I still feel like it is those only those like those two, and then the rest of them. W- well, that six, six the ish that can you can say oh, we're gonna win it. They, we're getting down to the point now where there's what a month left or so, a little less than that of this season, and people are fighting for some wild card positioning and getting home court in districts is important. Um, so yeah, we're 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 in that kind of vein right now. Do you look at any of those teams in the top six um, that are maybe battling some injuries? That if they got healthy, like to the eye, they could be that that so-called. I'm going to use this term loosely because they're a top mm-hmm. six team in the state sleeper team when playoffs roll around. Yeah, um, maybe Omaha North is in that mix that's like a sleeper they're they're healthy but like they've been playing pretty well i mean they're not losing a lot of games before this week they're nine and two um one bad loss um but they've been playing pretty well and central uh omaha central is third in our coaches poll like they're top five and like they still aren't talked about i didn't just now um (laughs) so like the only thing we haven't they're, talked about. Yeah, they're a little they're they're scary because uh Delron Thomas has had a terrific year for them at point guard. He came over from Omaha North and they have uh, like Devin Holman's a guy and Deshaun um Sean Sean has done really well for them and they have like these they're tough, physical, stereotypical Bruce Chubbick teams that will guard the crap out of you and score just enough like they're comfortable if it's in the you know 50s or low 60s um i mean they're they've they've had some really good wins they beat miller north um so it's they smacked miller yeah it's one of those teams that can be really really scary um but this group of central i mean obviously historically central has gone through some wars and and won a lot but this group hasn't so when it gets to the end of the year is it going to tighten up i mean players wise the coaching mm-hmm. staff clearly has <laughs> like they've been through everything so um but that's that's also a team that i think is getting a little overlooked they have they have scut tonight um scut goes to central and uh, Scott has a tough week. They lost to Pius on Tuesday and then uh, go to Central tonight. I'll be there for that tonight. 
Um, the girls' game could has a chance to be pretty good too. Uh, so I'm going to go to both of those tonight. Uh, speaking of Class B, you mentioned Scott, number five, five, right? In four. Your la- four in the last coaches poll. Um, you've got the kind of top of the class there. Where is the separating line in Class well, B, Crete, if there is one? Yeah, well, Crete is 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 the is yeah, the separating yeah, line that's in, the in line their own class right now. Yeah. Um, they're just smacking people. So where's the uh, next step then? After like Crete that beat one? Elkhorn, who's third by twenty uh, last week. So yeah, yeah, and it didn't seem fluky. Yeah, no, huh? that they're, was they're really good. An Ed accurate McDowell, result. Ed McDowell's a really nice player for them. So them Norris, Elkhorn, Scott. That's probably your one of those four. You could make a case. Elkhorn had a game winner last night against Bennington to, to beat Bennington at Elkhorn. So. Bennington's kind of maybe coming on a little bit too, but two top ten teams. B, B's real, real gets real dicey after about nine. Um, like Gretna East and Waverly have, they're like four and eight, like eight. That they've, yeah, they have like four wins each, and and they're getting you know receiving votes or tenth or whatever. They keep it's very flipping. top heavy. Yeah, in B, it's yeah. really it's it's uh, not great. Yeah. The depth of teams is not sure not great. Um, outside of the games that you mentioned that you're going to this week, um, where what are some of the the marquee matchups that people want to go around uh, either the Metro or Lincoln this weekend? Well, that's a great question, Ravi Lula. Thanks, um, Mike Sauter. I put together, you know, a plan every week. I love um, how he says that because that's his like so. buy time response. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> But at, uh, tomorrow there's one Lutheran High Northeast uh, hosts Humphrey St. Francis, a C2, D2, two ranked teams um, up in, in Norfolk. Uh, the Trailblazer Conference Championships, okay, um, which they're have their it's conference tournament season right now. Um, they the girls and boys are tomorrow. Uh, at Wahoo, and it is the boys' game is a, a rematch of Wahoo Ashland Greenwood, um, which is going to be pretty good. About five thirty, I think. Yeah, first one went to OT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they are very familiar with each other, and two, you know, the best teams in C1. Um, those two play each other. It's a rivalry. All that. I mean, it's definitely a rivalry right now. So that's a, a thing. And then the girls is. Uh, I believe Malcolm and uh, Hallie Dolliver, which if you you should you you should definitely watch. You should know her name. Yeah, you should definitely watch her. Uh, just athlete, anything. Uh, she's a really good volleyball player too. Um, they play Beatrice, so and they're playing with a shot clock uh, this tournament. So C, you know, Class C doesn't have shot clock right now, but for this tournament, the Trailblazer Conference decided to play with one. Um, and for just these games so it's kind of different neat whatever you want to say about it we those love- lower classes still uh anti-shot clock no it's uh, it's coming right it, well it's kind of not officially um not officially but it passed the district meeting so the nsa there's steps in order to get things so it has to pass the district meetings and uh, there's six districts throughout the state and only one of those districts didn't pass or didn't vote to uh, move on the proposal mm-hmm. that would be Class C, and all of Class C, C1, C2, and D1, D2 next year. So they thought it would 
you know, we thought like a couple years mm-hmm. once A gets it and then B and then you know, trickle down like slowly. Well, now it's like, boom, like we're doing this. It's probably what was the one district district five south west uh, like McCook area back mm. over in that kind of vein over there. Grant or not Grant anymore. Um, yeah, like Imperial Grant. Uh, McCook. Now I don't know my district well, but I know that like Auburn is a team stylistically that like would be better. That's without not a true. Shot clock. You, don't, you don't think so? Yeah. I mean, because like they're very See, good at moving their offense everyone, and playing defense. Everyone basketball. just says that because <laughs> well, I don't just say it. I know stylistically no, what they everyone are. always throws Auburn into the shot clock conversation. And I've had this conversation with Jim Weeks before, their head coach, multiple times. And he's like, I don't care. I'll play the shot clock. It's fine. Like, it doesn't, doesn't bother us at all. What Auburn is very good at is defending you and making you not get quick, easy buckets. So their scores are low because they guard the so crap you're talk, out of you. So you're talking about opponents don't yeah. want the shot clock. No, people always say, oh, Auburn, whatever. And it, it's primarily because, like, you're – their defensive possessions are so long because mm-hmm. they guard you for so long and really hard that throws the score down. Like the, the then it just tightens things up. Also, hey, yes, if there's 55 seconds on the clock to end the quarter, Jim Weeks is holding that ball. For <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. no question. He's well, doing he it. plays to the game. Right. Like I'm not saying. I'll that, say most I'm not high saying coaches that, will. That yeah. Auburn wouldn't yeah. adjust. No, I, yeah, that'd be fine. I'm saying that you know the way they play right now favors not having a shot clock. But that's not to say they're that also if, if there was a shot clock mm-hmm. that he wouldn't also play to the style of the shot. Yeah, clock. he's he's not scared of it at all. Also, um, you wonder, like so. as you mentioned, with their defensive possessions, that like maybe a shot clock actually benefits them because they only have to defend for correct 35 yeah. versus seconds or whatever seconds. Yeah. yeah instead of defending for a minute minute and a half I will, teams just pop So around. I will say this the uh, to the Auburn deal it was, maybe it was last year or the year before it was a huge deal right cuz they won a semifinal game or something they won a state tournament game and it was like 31 to 29 or something <laughs> like it was crazy just low it was it was, it was a football score yeah and it was like we are a very long possession <laughs> like that game. But even their next game, it was still really low scoring. Like, you know, I don't think anyone got 40. Um, but for that game, I tracked the possession time. Mm-hmm. And it was like 32 seconds, both teams. Yeah. Know, like, so on average. Yeah. So you're in the neighborhood of. A lot of it has to do with, hey, kids need to just make a shot. Like, <laughs> Like maybe we get, you know, like maybe we, maybe we get better. I don't know. Um, so that is something. Maybe you know. get better. Yeah. Maybe Mike Sauter hot take. Hey, maybe just make a shot. Yeah, just make a shot. Like just get better. You know, but we didn't no. have trouble making shots. Rink mass the other day. Yeah, that was all. Yeah, that he, was fun. He was burying shots. Okay, people talk about the step back, but if you watch the whole play. And I, I tweeted it, like, right as it happened. If you watch the whole play, yes, it was a step-back three that he made from the wing. But the shot fake and then left hand one dribble and the dude recovers and the step-back to go with The shot fake was probably a little more you're impressive. Telling me, you're telling me 6'10 guys don't do that often? Not guys built – there are 6'10 guys <laughs> that do that, but not, like, built like him. I'll say, uh, Rick Mast the, has about 50 pounds with, on with, the 6'10 guys that usually the, do that. With the foot speed of Rick Mast, <laughs> they don't do that. Um, 
but it's it's uh it, it was so kind of cool to see i mean everyone I, at one point i just started laughing because i'm like oh my gosh this dude is killing it so it's, it was nice to see him rink back and like feeling a little healthier and that's even coach hoiberg after the game said they do jump testing stuff and his numbers have been uh, drastically improving since the knee operate uh, procedure i think is the word that uh, clean up how about that so and to be kind of frank i think it's known now he had a uh, they cleaned up a little bit of scar tissue in his knee mm -hmm. in that little break like he missed those two games uh, that they didn't need him to play but um, they cleaned up scar tissue from an old ACL injury that he had like in 2019 so that's what mm. it, it was bothering him mm -hmm. and uh, he um, yeah he's playing pretty well they're playing well other teams keep winning like Oregon State beating Arizona last night certainly doesn't hurt that helps Nebraska's um, cause a bit yeah 47th in uh in the net right now so Kim Palm has in like 45 so top 50. what's Oregon State oh I don't know not good not <laughs> I'll bring up I'll bring yeah, up yeah bring up I, yeah I'm, I'm really curious to know how low Oregon State no they're is. not great so but they're still 10 and 9 yeah like I, they're not a good team as they're we not, saw not you know good. Nebraska Oregon State them. is 157 yeah that's yeah not that's good. not good and they beat <laughs> Um, Arizona um, so yeah it's it's this they got to find a road win somewhere in Nebraska it's got to be now it's got to be this weekend it's tough though man Maryland though like Arizona's, of all teams Maryland just beat Iowa at yeah, Iowa yeah but of all at teams Iowa. of all teams it has to be Maryland this team needs to take advantage of the ones that are probably get at Northwestern the bottom of the conference stand yeah I mean half Northwestern's winnable Maybe. Like, Northwestern's still a really good team. Who did they just beat in OT? They beat Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Um, Northwestern has beaten Illinois, number, and, Purdue. Illinois and Purdue. <laughs> right. The two best teams in the league. Um, but that's a – I mean, obviously that's a game Nebraska won at home, so you figure, okay, they're yeah, at least going to be in it thing. on the road. I know it's a different deal. Um, after – I mean, they're not going to – at Illinois, I'd be shocked if they win, obviously. Mm -hmm. Then they've Wisconsin got at home is a big one. At Indiana, mm -hmm. at Ohio State, at Michigan. So they've got opportunities against teams that are good but not the very, very top of the conference. But they are going to have to get – I mean, Maryland's certainly one of those opportunities to be able to get a road win. And they're – I mean, they have to win a road game at some yeah, point, right? Yeah, find one somewhere. Like just to – just if for no other reason to say you did, right? Yeah. Even if the resume would be strong enough without it, you know, let's say they win the if they win out at home, that would include a, a nice win against a Wisconsin team. Your resume's probably strong enough without it, but you're looking at hey, they've won zero road games right. in conference. That's a that's a red flag. Well, and at what point nationally are people looking at Nebraska and saying like this isn't a tournament team? Like if you can't win a road game, well, yeah. I, yeah. but like. At what point in the season do you say that? Say they lose to Maryland, and then you get to what? What were the other three? You said uh, Illinois, Michigan, Northwestern. So Nor Illinois, uh, Northwestern, Northwestern, Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan are so, the other so, five. So you have a good grouping, a good grouping of five there. At what point do you at, say like, uh oh? At Indiana is another one you see. Yeah, is that uh, the point in the season though? Like where people yeah, are when it say gets that? down closer there, when you're looking resume stuff, as long as they can protect home court, like that Wisconsin game would be big if they can get that one. If they don't win a win, win a road game, they almost have to win that Wisconsin game they have they have to they have to protect home court yeah like they have to like if they drop that Wisconsin game then the road games become even yeah, that you can't, much more important the deal is you, you can't like if you're 9 and 11 in this Big Ten 
Might be tough. That's a little bit of a tougher shell. This yeah. isn't the juggernaut Big Ten. It's right. very solid. Ten yeah. and ten. Ten it, and ten. It just depends fine. on how far you go in the tournament. Like, yeah. do you win a tournament game or are you knocked out? Well, in the I'm first just saying round? the regular. Season. Yeah, I mean, ten, if you're ten and ten, you're probably fine. You're fine. If you're nine and eleven, now you're getting dicey. Yeah, especially the two losses that you had. Yeah, Rutgers and Minnesota, Minnesota. are not great losses. Yeah. Like, well, that's Minnesota's that's, playing a little better, but. But it's still, that's, still. that's that's. I mean, I, the way they lost that game, they right. get a look at that. And well, the same way with Rutgers, when you blow the lead, Minnesota's yeah. you know comfortable. That's what I'm saying. Those left. two yeah. games, 88 in Ken Palm, like I, it's not terrible, but in conference, it's not a great loss. No. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's something where like, I mean, I see you know mocks right now. They're tenth and right around there, and I feel like it's probably that's probably about right. You know, like anywhere from. Could they sneak up to like an eight seed? But do you want to be? Would you rather be in a seven ten game or eight nine game? I always say that. Like I'd rather be the ten seven ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because you can win, your odds of winning the second one are a little better. Yeah, so <laughs> easier to win the, against yeah. the two seed and right. the second round than it is yeah. the one seed. Um, it just that, that's although just nowadays weird. the one seeds just get taken out by sixteen. So. Listen, <laughs> listen, man. All the only thing is just get the one tournament win. And here's my other kind of question on nebraska basketball and tournament stuff is are we you know if they do end up in dayton in a Mm play-in or something which i don't right now it doesn't look. are we counting that as their one tournament it has to i mean that's a tournament they count it i mean the ncaa tournament i believe you get a a tournament share for it you do so yeah right they're not just gonna win that if you get a if you get a share of the money it counts it counts that counts as a win like 100 percent counts so um it yeah, it's not. Like, I'm hoping they don't go to Dayton, because no. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want to go to Dayton. <laughs> well, the th- the problem with the Dayton thing is, let's say they play in Dayton on Tuesday or Wednesday, right? Yeah, where do they go after? And then if they win that game, it's a super short turnaround. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're going like, from Tuesday to Thursday. You basically have to get on get so somewhere. I'm, I'm f- so I'm going to Dayton, and then I'm and then I'm, I'm you're booking a flight like that um, night immediately. Yeah. Once the, or the buzzer zero, sounds, or yeah. you're having one booked, and then you just cancel the flight. If, yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're scramble mode because you know where they're going. It's yeah, just you know where they of, would go. By yeah, Sunday. you're scramble mode to get to Salt Lake City or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. like it's like, and that's not a drive. Yeah, <laughs> you're stop in a car and go. Yeah, <laughs> eighteen short hours to yeah. Salt Lake City. You're going to, from Dayton to Charlotte. You could drive that. Dayton to Charlotte wouldn't be yeah. terrible. It's probably tenner. I'm not driving to Dayton either. So I just I just look at like I for me personally very much so selfishly I'm like I don't want to do that so um, that we you pack for two days but or Selfish. you you pack you, for you a pack week. for a week but you might only need two <laughs> <Right>. days <laughs> like it's uh, let's just let's just not yeah do we that. are we bringing the uh, overseas suitcase or are we bringing the carry right like, that's what we need to know here <laughs> luckily I got a carry on that's big enough where I can. Uh, throw some stuff in there but anyway the Maryland game one kind of thing I mean Jameer Young is really he's good. a beast mm-hmm. I don't know how they're gonna have to stop him and Nebraska is averaging 78.5 points a game uh, and Maryland is averaging 70.2 points a game so if it gets to that 80 mark which is very important for Nebraska they are 24 Whoa. and 5 under Fred Hoiberg when they score 80. Isn't that 20 points more than the season average Maryland's given up to? Yeah. If they get so, to 80, they're winning those yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah, like, by like 15. <laughs> right. That's Mike Sauter, Chief Basketball Correspondent. 
senior basketball analyst. Stuff, huh? uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a new one for you next week. Basketball CEO of Herd at Sports. <laughs> <laughs> We've got more Herd at Sports.